You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, spooky edition of Oddball. I don't, I'm not a ghost. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. I'm Amino Hassan. Is that over there? Are you sure? Wilder. Wait, I mean, wait, do I have something on my face? We don't know. We don't. How's my hair? You should have. Yeah, your hair looks amazing, actually. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hey, uh, Charlotte, got a great show for the crowd today. The second half of our conversation with George Gervin. He wrote the book Ice, Born to Score. You don't want to miss this. Also, why didn't you bring that corset to the Clippers preseason game against the Nuggets? It really would have, Jokic would have paid a lot more attention to us. Yeah, we could have got a, a solo, right? Uh, yeah, an, an exclusive. exclusive or something. I don't know. <laughs> Next time, maybe. But first, the headlines. Oh. James Harden finally traded to the Clippers in a, a package that included P.J. Tucker also going with him. In return, the Sixers got Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, K.J. Martin, Marcus Morris, and several draft picks. You have your 28, 2028 first-round pick unprotected from Los Angeles going to Philadelphia. You also have a 2026 pick going from Oklahoma City to Philadelphia, and additionally two second-round picks and also a pick swap. All of this for a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Charlotte feels like the big gamble by uh, James Harden, the big gamble by Lawrence Frank to not include the untouchable Terrence Mann, it all paid off. Terrence Mann. If I had a nickel for every time we have said Terrence Mann's name. I mean, I, first of all, when we get into the draft picks conversation of any of these trades, it starts to feel a lot like math. And I sort of, it's like a marching band starts <laughs> playing in my head and I don't even know what's going on. So I'm going to focus on the players themselves. Right now with the Clippers, this means we have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, which is like the island of the, like, not misfit toys, but like toys that maybe have seen better days. And I just would like to say that as a 34-year-old who also feels completely broken down by her career in sports, I get it. I get it, guys. And you know what? You might be fine. You might not be fine, but you got a lot of money. It's funny. I saw someone on Twitter say that Harden and Westbrook are like that couple that made a vow <laughs> that if they're not married by 40, they'd marry each other. Right. Zito. Shout out Zito. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also saw another funny one that I saw is that get you a friend like PJ Tucker, because that guy is ride or die. He's Truly. doing hard. This is going to be his third team with him right now. No, I, I also, mm-hmm. one thing about PJ Tucker that I think people forget, he also skipped Joel Embiid's wedding to party with Bun B and James Harden. So those guys are, they're in it. I mean, they are in it together. We were on this 
months ago, right? We yeah. were our very first investigative piece was about J Joel Embiid's wedding and the absence of Harden and, and Tucker. And here we are. We told you all the things line up. But I, I think the really interesting thing here is the Clippers. I mean, this is a staggering win now type move. When you talk really? about all those picks, not only the picks that they sent for Harden here, but also picks Oklahoma City for the uh, Paul George deal. That's still paying off. And by the way, in order to get that extra first round pick to Oklahoma City from Oklahoma City to send to Philadelphia, the Clippers gave up a pick swap to OKC. That'll you know basically if they end up having a better record than OKC, which is highly likely now, they're going to have to send their pick and they get the Thunder's pick in return. So you've got a multitude of things happening here for this Clipper team. At the same time. Not a whole lot of long-term guarantees for any of this. Not only that it'll, that it'll work or not, but that any of these guys will even be around because we have several free agencies impending there. Chief among them, obviously, James Harden is going to be a free agent next offseason. First of all, yes, some of these guys might not be around. It's a huge gamble. It's sort of like the Rams in 2021, except I think they probably had a better chance of winning in this situation um, <laughs> in terms of the win. Now, I also think that the Oklahoma City being so deeply involved with this is like you can't you can't write that like this is the best reality show. We've got Harden and Westbrook start off there together. Harden leaves. Westbrook comes to Houston. It all falls apart. They're going to try it again. I just like, I can't fully, you know, it's the fool me four times situation. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe Unless this time it it'll work. I maybe like that. Like, maybe work. this time it works. Uh, my other favorite thing is if Daryl Morey doesn't take whatever he just got as a platter and turn it into something. I said that 2028 first round pick, that unprotected pick is going to be really, really great for his successor. Like, that guy is going to be like, thanks, Daryl. I really appreciate this because I have zero confidence that the Clippers are going to be good five years from now. I just feel yeah. like it's all going to implode. And then my final note on all this, somewhere Jimmy Butler is doing the LeBron to J.R. Smith thing to Damian Lillard. Like, you know, just like, see, that's how you do it. So let it be known for everybody again. You want what you want. You get what you want in the NBA when you make a mess. If you're professional, if you do all the right things and say, I'm a good guy, I'll come up to the facility, I'll do all the right things. That's what happened to Damian Lillard. He didn't get what he wanted. I get it. He went to Milwaukee, and that's a good team. But he didn't get what he wanted. James Harden got ridiculed, and he made a huge mess. He got what he wanted. You know what I want, Charlotte? What do you want to mean? More headlines. Give me more. <laughs> The singing of the Star Spangled Banner performed tonight by six-time Grammy Award-nominated rapper and artist Flava Flav. Oh, say can This is going to be a really, really long pose to stand to, to, to hold. the dawn's early you can't it's so long it's literally three minutes i know i know that, all right uh, okay <laughs> they get the gist as you can tell flavor flav sang the national anthem at the bucks hawks game over the weekend and you know how everyone made fun of the fergie one from a few years ago i mean where she mm -hmm. just sounds like awful this is the opposite of that he did not he I don't know that I would say he sounded good, but it was but it was great. It was art. It was a performance from the heart. 
that I have watched the full three minutes of multiple times now at this point. Of the breath, of the breath, of the breath. For the first time in his 19th season career, Chris Paul came off the bench in the Golden State Warriors 106-95 win over the Houston Rockets on Sunday. Tell them why. Paul had started 1,365 career games, the most consecutive starts ever to begin a career prior to coming off the bench for the first time in more than 50 years. Yes, yes, but why? The bench roll was prompted by the return of Draymond Green, who's coming back from an ankle injury, making his season debut after missing the Warriors' first two regular season games. Yeah, okay, so that's why. Because of Draymond Green. Chris Paul is benched for the first time in 19 years because of Draymond Green, who is the bane of Chris Paul's existence. And at this point, I mean, I have a question. Are they trolling Chris Paul? Like, does someone on the Warriors hate Chris Paul so much that they were like, we want to get you onto this team so that we can just make your life a living hell? Like, what are we doing here? And then and then Steve Kerr goes out and he's like, oh, thank you, Chris Paul, for sacrificing. You did such a good job sacrificing. I'm like, this feels mean. No, no, it's not mean at all, Charlotte. The Warriors revealed that before training camp, they held a meeting discussing this very topic of who starts and who finishes games. Attending that meeting was Steve Kerr and six players. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, and Chris Paul, who told The Athletic that this month-ago meeting was crucial to his acceptance of his new role Sunday night and that he relished the open dialogue. said, quote, I'm an over-communicator. I say it all the time. No sh- Sherlock. <laughs> Other players also recalled the pre-camp meeting with Wiggins saying, it just let everyone know that they're here for one reason, to win. And Looney saying, we've all got to sacrifice. Uncertainty can cause confusion and separation. Clay Thompson added, barely remember it, honestly. That's why he's always my favorite. (laughs) Clay Thompson was like, I was kayaking right before then. I was a little tired. No. (laughs) Clay's like, I was high. Yeah, Clay's like, what? Something about, his actual quote was, was, just dudes talking about basketball. (laughs) I did not make that up. That's straight from the story. Steph Curry absolutely cooked Dylan Brooks on Steph's fourth three-pointer of the night when the Warriors played the Rockets. Then Steph hit Houston with Edvard Monk's The Scream. Ah. And it was finally... smart reference. Yeah. Well, right. I've seen art before. That was... um, that was a move so obvious that even art, but make it sports didn't have to didn't have to say anything. But because that account never disappoints, they did come up with this. Dude, I love this. It's so this good. this might be better than making it the screen, to be honest with you. The the death lurking behind I yeah. mean, it it might be it's one of my favorites they've ever done, to be honest. Oh man, and with Dylan Brooks looking all sad in the foreground. Well, yes, Dylan, 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 once again, is having a tough week. Uh, Wemby also this weekend hit a three just right over him. And then Wemby pointed at Dylan Brooks after he made the shot, which is to me, it's like, what is this? Victor Wembanyama's third game in the NBA. And he already knows to like point at 
Dylan Brooks when he embarrasses him, that does not bode well for for Mr. Brooks's future. I mean, they learn it at rookie transition program. Oh, right. like, they, like it's like uh, watch out for loose women. Uh, don't <laughs> lend money to everybody. And Dylan Brooks is the butt of all jokes. It's true. Look it up. Loose women. What is this? Eighteen hundreds. Hey man, <laughs> it's it's still, still. Don't answer uh, that. Don't answer that. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> The NBA unveiled new court designs for the in-season tournament. And ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your TV sets. This is real. It looks like this. Kind of looks like my vomit on a steady diet of tequila shots and Sour Patch Kids. Ew. Yeah. The uh, league's official NBA account also posted this handy gif of all 30 courts all at once. I feel like this should come with a warning for people who have epilepsy. Hey, Nana, Gam Gam, Grams, come over here. I want to show you something. A lot of grandparent jokes this week. I know. I don't know what's going on. I'm excited for the for the tournament. Are you? Yeah, I actually am. I feel like a lot of people are making fun of it, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be mean, fun. And I think it will actually make the beginning of the season a little bit more exciting. That's why we have the special courts. So that when you turn on the TV, you know, this isn't a regular game. This is a special game, special game for a special tournament. I'm in on it. Me too. Speaking I of, do not understand the court's design, though. Speaking of special, the number one high school prospect and presumed 2025 number one overall draft selection, Cooper Flagg announced his commitment to attend Duke University next year. The uh, pipeline of dudes headed to Duke with eminently punchable faces lives on. Huh? Also, though, Cooper Flagg is from Maine. Shout out to Maine. Shout out to Maine. Uh, <gasps> By the way, Cooper Flag. Did you see what my screen coach. just did? No. Can you see it when I went when I, I did I can't this? See your screen. I'm reading. I'm reading my. I'm reading the copy. I'm doing the show. I'm doing the show. I don't know. If you yeah, know. me too. But I did hearts with my hands, and hearts came out. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. All right. Cooper Flag and Duke head coach John Shire kind of look like they're in a Looper situation. You've seen that movie. If you haven't, go rent it. It's really good. Haven't. Have not seen it. The Celtics beat the Miami Heat, uh, one nineteen to one eleven. Friday, and, yeah, but the Celtics beat the Heat. We got it. I must report the news. What if someone hadn't heard? <laughs> you know what? Save that for when you're in studio. Okay, say say those little ribbings for when you can see Parakeet Cortez or whoever the hell you're talking to right now. Just grab Cortez into the room, be like coward, and then push him out. Yeah. After dumping 28 on Chet Holmgren in the Nuggets' 33-point win over the Thunder, Nikola Jokic offered Chet the same advice he's likely given to one of his dozen horses, saying, quote, I think he needs to be a little bit fatter, to be honest, but yes, he has a talent that is unique. Just love this so much because Jokic is a versatile, elite player, and now he's taken on the role of Serbian mother, where he's just handing out soup, being like, eat, eat, your skin and bones. Handing out soup. Who gains weight on soup? Maybe a stew. I don't know. A turkey leg? Like medieval times? He takes Chet Holmgren to medieval times and he's like, eat the whole turkey leg, Chet. No, it's it's Serbia. Oh. So like borscht? Kim Kardashian's underwear brand Skims was named the official underwear partner of the NBA, the WNBA, and USA Basketball. Let me tell you, I mean, 
I see London. I see France. I say Team USA's underpants. Why did I agree to the cease and desist on Zion jokes? What a Thank perfect right about now. Thank God. Uh, we'll always have 2021. Coming up, the second half of our conversation with Hall of Famer and top 75 all-time player George Gervin. He wrote his memoirs. It's called Ice, Born to Score. You don't want to miss this. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Speaking of your career, one of the things that I've been very passionate about talking about on NBA radio is the contributions of players like yourself who played in the ABA. I tell people all the time, if you go back into 1973, and you watch NBA basketball and you watch ABA basketball and you say, which one of these looks like the game today? People all point to the ABA, the style of play, up and down, the improvisation, the three-point line, right? All of these things live to today, whereas kind of NBA basketball from back then was very robotic. It doesn't look anything like the game today. And yet the NBA still doesn't count your scoring titles, your scoring records, uh, the points you scored, it doesn't count the coaching wins for the coaches who uh, won there. Why do you think there is such a rejection of including ABA history into NBA history? You know, because life ain't fair. We, we <laughs> all know that. <laughs> I need, we need to put that on a, on a shirt or a hat. Life ain't fair, the Iceman. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. When we merged in 76, in 77 and 78, look at the all-star team. Mm-hmm. ABA guy. It was more ABA guy than it was the NBA guy. Yep. Again, if you don't do your research, you can let somebody else push your narrative. If you think about it like this, now they say Larry Bird and Magic Johnson saved the NBA. Okay, that's a narrative y'all want to push. When we merged in 76, the league got more entertaining. Mm-hmm. You already said how robotic they was. You know, they scoring 80 mm-hmm. points. Come on, man. I mean, you know, 80 points, we was averaging 115. <laughs> you know, so we were entertainers. You know, so once you integrated the entertainers, the league group, why they don't give us more credit than I know we deserve, you know, I'm not going to bash them because it's their league. You know, I mean, they can do what they want to do. But again, life ain't fair. You know, what, what do I they mean, say, though? What do they say to you guys? Nothing. That's from nothing. The, they don't, 
why would you answer something? You know, why would you want me to ask you a question when you know all of us already know the answer? They playing <laughs> ABA basketball now. If they could, they'll put a four-point shot. But the big three got that one. <laughs> it's all entertainment. You know, I mean, and, you know, people say, man, I know you wish you were playing now, man. Uh, you know, make the hundred million. No, I don't. You know, I know what I did when I am making a million. So what I make a hundred million if I ain't right. right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I'm a part. They can't take this from me. I'm a part of the foundation to where this game is today. Whether they give me credit or not. I know it. If you do your research, you'll say, wow, man, the ABA was that special, you know, for the NBA. You know what I mean? So if if life was fair, we'll be celebrating the ABA every in every arena. We'll be celebrating it, you know, exposing what the ABA uh, uh, basketball league did for the NBA today. To put it in perspective, George, for the people that don't know, if you counted George's only his NBA points, he's 45th scoring all time. If you count his ABA points to it, and he only played four seasons in the ABA along with his long NBA career, he's top 20. He's 18. So that, that makes Scary. a massive difference. Massive difference. I remember I talking about that with uh, Larry Brown. How Larry Brown, if you counted his ABA and NBA wins, he was actually going to be the winningest coach. And these guys all had to leapfrog him. Now, Pop is all-time, all-time now, as is Don Nelson. But there was a point where Larry Brown, if you added up all his wins, he was he was leading it. So it, it is important, I think, because like you said, they're, they're playing your game now. They're playing your game uh, every day now. And that's something that I, I just I'm truly puzzled why they try to put y'all in a box and put it up in the attic and say, well, that was something a long time. Don't worry about all that. What, ma what matters is this stuff over here when everything you got, all your swag came from that box in the attic. Not being uh supported you know from the league it's mm -hmm. off it's hurtful to the guys that played it's a, it's 115 of us left they gave us the recognition fun you know uh you know for whatever reason they gave us the recognition fund and it's supposed to have been like a pension they had a right to do whatever they want to do man i mean it's their league again man i mean and you Push whatever narrative you want, but fair. We supposed to be a part of the celebration of, of what this league is today. That's only right. But see, we live in a world, and both y'all know it. That's so unfair. You know, I mean, and it's so many guys that deserve to be recognized. Man, come on, man. You think about the ABA guys, man. You think about their children and their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, and, 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 and they don't recognize that their pops was a part of what this league is today. That's what I talk about more than the money. These guys deserve that kind of recognition, man. Yeah. Come on, man. We are part of the foundation of this league. Yeah. You know, and to not to be celebrated, you wonder what's wrong with some people. Man, thank you so much for joining. I got I actually have one more question. I know we're up against time, but I got to get this question out of here because I, I love reading these memoirs because I learned things. I, le I learned things that I didn't know. And one of the things I learned was that you had a relationship, a friendship 
with Marvin Gaye. And I was like, <laughs> what? Y'all, I mean, I don't know why it shocked me, but it just shocked me. I never heard it before. How did you and Marvin Gaye become friends? Well, Doc Sims, who is in the book also, um, was, they was neighbors. He was my uh, high school uh, doctor. You know, he the one that public school, He we went to him for uh, physical. Uh -huh. And him and Doc was real close. So that's how I met Marvin as a young man. So Marvin used to come see me play in college and, and also, you know, as a pro. You know, um, I mentioned I was with him two weeks before he died. Right. I was in a, I was there in the studio with him when he when he did Anna Hear Your Song. I can see the sparrows singing, baby. I never forget <laughs> it, man. I mean, Marvin loved basketball. But you know what I loved about him, man? He was way before his time. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, just think about some of the songs he wrote. You know, and, and some of, I, I got a documentary coming out, y'all, in the, at the end of the month. And Marvin is on it. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. You know, and he was special, man. But, man, do you know, man, I ain't got no pictures with him? No. Uh, really? Here. Here. Yeah, in your head That's you what, have them. That's what matters. I, 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 I don't care about people seeing, you yeah. know, uh, when I played the Lakers, man, and his sisters and them came over and say, I said, man, would you come see Marvin? Because Marvin was struggling at that time in his mm -hmm. own mental health issue, you know, and, and I said, okay, I'll go over. And I went over there and sat with him, man, most of the night, you know, listening to all his songs and stuff, man, he had new songs that never been heard, man. And, so that was a special relationship with me, man. And I got pretty much everything by him, man. And, you know, it's just so good to, you know, to to have that kind of relationship, man. So I'm proud, man. I'm, and I'm glad y'all took the time to read the book, man. Um, I hope you liked it, man. And, you know, I, I'm not here to make money. That's what I told him when I was writing it. I'm here to, you know, try to, Give some youngsters some, some wisdom. George, that's how you know you're a real writer. You say, I'm not here to make money. <laughs> no, I ain't here to make no money. Hey, that's right. I ain't, yeah, I ain't here to make money. Like not the way. Wisdom yeah. is all we got, you know, to pass on and relationships. So I, I appreciate them smiles. Thank you, sir. The, the book is Ice, Why I Was Born to Score. It's got a foreword by Kevin Durant. His name is George Gervin. Thank you so much for joining us here on Oddball. Thank y'all. That's going to do it for us today. The color bars are on the screen. In college, I ate a peanut butter and fluff sandwich every day for dessert.